Good evening, I'm Christian Esquera, and welcome to this episode of After the Fact, where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. Let's begin by dissecting the news. The most direct impact of our choices, whether good or bad, during elections is felt at the local level, in the very communities that, where we live in. You pick a competent mayor, for instance, and expect meaningful programs and services for the next three years. But choose a bad one, and you'll suffer for years to come. We've seen this with how local governments have been handling the COVID-19 pandemic. Some commendable, others forgettable. Tonight, welcome to our special series on candidates running for local positions in the 2022 elections. Look at the issues and all politics as local. Joining us tonight is Zia Alonto Adyong, Deputy Speaker at the Bangsamoro Transition Authority, the Interim Regional Government in the Bangsamoro. He's now running for Congress, seeking to represent the 1st District of Lanao del Sur. Good evening and welcome to the program, Deputy Speaker Adyong. Yes, good evening, Christian. Good evening to, to your televiewers. Okay, maraming salamat po for joining us tonight. So you've been uh, an experienced assemblyman from the time of the old Autonomous Region in Muslim Mindanao, and now you serve as the uh, Deputy Speaker in the Bangsamoro Transition Authority. Now, basically, you're holding a very important position already in this new region in the Bangsamoro. My first question is, why decide to run for Congress in 2022? Well, actually, Christian, I've been a, I've been a member of the Regional Assembly in the previous arm for the past 12 years. And I was, as you said, it right, I was appointed as member of the parliament, no? And I was elected subsequently as a, one of the deputy speakers. And uh, I believe it's a much bigger challenge if we bring the issue on the Bangsamoro uh, to the national level. Uh, I, I see that it's, an, it's, a ne it's necessary for us uh, to make sure that the completion of all the talks between the MILF and the GPH as a product of the political settlement, which resulted to the formation of the Bangsamoro government. And so far as legislation is concerned, uh, must be uh, included and should take actively part of the national discourse. And there are issues also in the region that has to be heard, issues that must be heard in the national level, which I believe uh, based on my track record, as I've said, I've said for the past 15 years I've been in legislation, uh, it's a good experience for me uh, to be able to bring these issues uh, to the national level, to a higher up. Okay, of course, this, ups, yes. uh, this should not be construed as you somehow, in a way, giving up on the Bangsamora transition because some people might be thinking, you might be more needed as part of the transition government instead of joining the the, the, the regular Congress outside the region. Well, Christian, I may not necessarily, you know, I may no longer be, if given the chance to represent my district in the, in the House of Representatives, I may no longer be sitting no, in the parliament, but the issues are still there. No, uh, there are mechanisms for the discussions between the national government and the regional government, you have the Bangsamoro uh, Parliamentary uh, and, and the Congress uh, Forum, which I believe, if given the chance to be included in that, uh, in that setup, uh, I would also be sitting, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, in the 19th Congress, if the speaker grants me 
the privilege to sit in the Pangsamoro Congress uh, inter uh, Legislative Forum, uh, that would also be a venue for us to discuss uh, regional issues. So meaning to say I may no longer be part of the BTA, but I will still be bring up to the national level issues that are local, as you've said in your introduction. Priority measures that you want to push if you are elected as congressman uh, in the 19th okay. Congress. But in the meantime, how much of this decision of yours to, to seek a congressional post and move out of the Bangsamoro Transition Authority, how much of this decision was affected somehow, perhaps, by the extension of the transition from 2022 to 2025? Because supposedly, ang, ang mandate ang term ng BTA sa 2022, but of course, Congress extended it by another three years. Uh, well, uh, let's just say that my district is part of Lano del Sur. It's a provincial component, one of the provincial provincial component of the BARM. So every issue, every decisions that I would make as a representative will ultimately impact uh, the, the well-being of my district and ultimately the BARM. So I'll be one of the representatives uh, from the BARM. So having been ser having served as a regional assembly for quite some time, and I know the limitations and restrictions no, of the previous arm in so far as the power of the regional assembly to legislate and to enact laws, vis-a-vis -vis the, of course, the overbearing character of the national legislature in so, in so far as passing the bills is concerned. And with now with the parliament, the uh, the laws that are passed in the national national legislature, uh, verse uh, and vis-a-vis -vis, again the, the the laws that would be passed in the parliament, uh, we see that there would be some uh, different versions or conflicting even versions of some bills. Uh, this actually gave me another reason uh, to be able to you know to be able to take part in the national legislation and the decision to be to run for Congress is partly because of the issues that I've seen and I've experienced during my previous uh, stint as a regional assemblyman and uh, this time as a member of the parliament. Your candidacy is supported by the more Islamic Liberation Front through their local party, right? The United Bangsamoro Justice Party. No, that, that, that is correct. Yes, that is correct, Christian. We have our own political party in the provincial level. SIAP, mm -hmm. uh, we call it SIAP. It's a it's a Maranao term. It's a Maranao term. Sambatan ku ingid agu pagtao, meaning to protect the land and the people, uh, if you loosely translate it into English. And so we had the uh, political uh, alliance with the UBJP. And those candidates fielded uh, to each positions by the local by our local party are automatically endorsed by uh, the UBGP by, uh, by by virtue of this alliance. So yes, technically, uh, I am a candidate by the UBGP for my district in the in the in the province. I'd like you to respond to this also because I've heard certain sectors uh, somehow asking why the MILF through its local party, the UBJP, decided to field candidates or endorse candidates in local positions when the idea should have been, at least this is how they saw this, um, they should have kept a neutral position somehow since they should have been focused on the transition. Anong masasabi niyo? 
Well, the MALF has its own political arm, no? has its own political tool to participate in the upcoming election. It just happened that the, ex the election that was supposedly scheduled this year, or next year in 2022, was extended up to 2025. And so how can the MILF, if you ask me, participate in the upcoming election without having to prepare their political group uh, in adjusting locally, uh, connecting with other local parties? So I, I believe as uh, we have to separate the UBJP from the transition leadership. No, there's a, there are actually two issues there. Uh, although it appears as a hair splitting, no, because if you try to distinct, uh, distinguish between the two, you have the government of the day, which is led by the MILF senior ministers, mm -hmm. and you also have the UBJP. Uh, you need to compartmentalize the issue because if you're talking about the transition government, meaning the Bangsamoro Transition Authority, you have a mixture of personalities there. Mm -hmm. uh, you also you have the government uh, nominees no, who are not necessarily a member of the MILF, which actually uh, nominated by the Office of the Presidential uh, uh, Advisor on, uh, on the peace process. Uh, and so for the MILF to be able to take part uh, in, uh, in the election as guaranteed by the polit political autonomy and the, the electoral code, which is a yet to be passed. No? Yeah. The electoral code recognizes local parties because in the parliament or in, in the Bangsamoro Transition Authority, we are in a parliamentary setup, meaning uh, you don't necessarily directly the people vote or elect uh, who would be the chief minister. It's actually the parliament that elects the next chief minister and assemble his team uh, to run the affair of the government. And so with yeah. that notion, I believe we have to separate UBJP and MLF. And we, ad we admit, we, uh, we uh, believe that uh, as early as today, uh, it is practical and it is in fact exercising that political right that the MILF should enter into alliances with other political parties. Okay. By the way, since you were part of the Bangsamoro Transition Authority, the moment that you filed your COC for Congress, you were deemed resigned. Tama ba? That was the initial. Ano, that was the initial. In fact, the ing yung ng paniwala ng karamihan. No, because our entry to the parliament uh, uh, was by appointment. No, by the president. Uh, by the president. Uh, and so the issue now is whether the Bangsamoro Transition Authority, although it's, although uh, by the virtue of its transition, uh, transition, uh, transition nature, which is transition in, in authority, can that be considered as a polit as a pointive position? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the Bangsamoro Attorney, Government, Attorney, Govern, Attorney General's office issued a legal opinion saying that the although we our entry to the parliament uh, was by virtue of an appointment by the, by the president, but we are actually assuming a political office, uh, which is not necessarily under civil service rules uh, or uh, those who would participate as uh, per participate in an electoral process. Um, sitting into or assuming a political office may not necessarily considered ipso facto resign or dim resign. Mm -hmm. So that actually uh, was the same 
uh, legal opinion that COMELEC issued, uh, I believe, three weeks ago. So the COMELEC also issued a legal opinion saying that with all the precedents happened, you, know, you have the Parinias versus COMELEC, etc. cetera, uh, Bangsamoro Transition Authority is in itself a sui generis, mm. a unique of its own. Mm. And so the legal department of COMELEC issued the same uh, legal opinion that uh, those who, are, who, who were, uh, who are appointed, uh, members of the parliament who would want to take part in the next election next year no? uh, can still participate without necessarily having to resign. No? Okay. So that's why I'm, I still continue as a member of the parliament uh, as one of the deputy speakers. Okay. So you remain as a, dep as a deputy speaker in the uh, parliament sa Bangsamoro Transition Authority. Ang idea ba dito dahil ano nga, kasi you basically, the, the barn replaced the old arm, right? But it can That's also correct. be argued na natapos na yung buhay ng arm and replaced by an entirely new entity. But of course, ang siguro argument na sinasabi dyan, it's like a legislature, a regular legislature, kung saan elected yung mga members. Pag deemed resign dyan, mauubo siya basically. And in case yeah, na makulat yeah. dyan. That's correct. Uh, I, I think yung yung position ng ng Bangsamoro Autonomous General's Office at ng COMELEC ay hindi hindi yung pagpasok namin sa parliament which is appointment no? mm. ang sinasabi dito ay yung mismong opisinang inoccupy namin so we occupy a political office <clears throat> by the way where do you stand regarding that uh, seemingly big provision as to who should appoint the next batch of uh, BTA members kasi in debate yan, with with the with the version that was passed by both houses of Congress, sino ba dapat mag-appoint yan? Is it the president, President Duterte now, the incumbent, or the next president? Uh, I think nag-karoon uh, uh, ng reconciliation between the House version and the Senate version. No? Ang sinabi dun sa final version that was that came out during the bicam was the president may appoint. No? Yeah, the so, wording is may. Yes, the May. So, of course, when you talk about the president, it may refer to the current president or to the next president. Now, the debate evolves into, uh, okay, sabihin natin na nag-appoint ang presidente ngayon, kung, sin kung yung papasok ba na presidente or the next president, uh, also using the same application or, you know, the same analogy as presented in one of the sections in the law, do can also part can also exercise that right. No? So the issue now is, can the president, if ever he appoints new members of the parliament, would that be a guarantee that these, uh, his appointees would still would serve up to 2025, considering that there will they will be a new president uh, next year, no? so citing the same section in the law. So uh, I believe, uh, para sa akin, um, Yung unang position talaga ko dyan is to allow the members of the parliament no, uh, to finish uh, up to 2022, June 30 of 2022, because that, that is their original intention. That's the original intention of the law. Then it's up to the next president whether to retain uh, this current membership or appoint that is ones. That is correct. In fact, uh, Christian, it's not even an issue appointment because any time the president can issue a new appointment, uh -oh. we are actually, uh, you know, uh, 
at the at the sabi nga at the mercy no we are serving at the pleasure of the president so anytime we can be replaced we are irreplaceable yun nga sabi ng Comelec kung ano no anytime naman po pwede naman silang i-replace okay in your context ng tanong ko kanina that's why i was asking how much of your decision to seek a congressional post might have been affected well that does not hindi siya factor hindi siya factor actually okay. uh, hindi siya nag-factor in yung ano yung appointment ko yung uncertainty yes. ng status ng BTA membership no it, yes hindi actually yes wala it's it's more of the issues na, talaga no okay so let's talk about the issues and the uh, priorities that you want to push if you are elected to congress for example let's start with the the Marawi compensation uh, bill so i understand it's been approved the second reading sa House, but of course, medyo malayo-layo pa rin ang proseso dyan considering the fact that this happened in 27 but uh, the debates were very protracted. No? So, what would you, what would be your priority regarding that? Marawi Compensation oh. Bill. Well, first, I hope that the Marawi Compensation Bill will pass, no? will be passed this, con- this current Congress, no? the 18th Congress. So inaantay lang talaga yung Senate version. Uh, so they cannot go into the bicam without of course the Senate version. I don't know what's taking it along no sa Senate. No? Kasi the last time we heard from Senator Bato. Senator Bato was act- is actually the chair of the committee that is handling the compensation bill in the Senate. So during the liberation they were there, they attended the ceremony and uh, he actually announced publicly no Uh, that the, the Senate version is currently under uh, deliberation at the committee level. So we are hoping that before the end of this year, or hope, wala na atang, ano kasi, budget season na ngayon eh. Yeah. So hopefully by the earliest would be January, no? hopefully sana. Uh, so they can continue discussing the compensation bill in the Senate so that we can finally see, that the compensation bill will finally see the light of the day. So uh, sa akin, na uh, Uh, may mga issues no during the deliberation in fact the original bill that was submitted to the committee in the house uh, has has identified a certain amount no mm-hmm. for the compensation and that was actually taken out kasi sabi nga nila we actually do not know no for how many people are really displaced we have the initial data But there are also cases wherein a family who are not necessarily resident of Marawi but they're doing business in Marawi, yeah. can they also be compensated having, uh, you know, having lost all their, you know, their capital in the business? There are also um, renters in Marawi City, meaning renting a space but not necessarily a resident of Marawi City but a resident of other of some town or other areas. But there are also those who have still. Uh, looking for their loved ones who have, you know, uh, up to now, wala pang closure. So, can they be compensated in some way? So, I, I believe um, may mga improvement din na pwedeng gawin. Uh, and in, in my case, I would want that the issue on Marawi City continue to take part or to be part of the national discourse. Mm-hmm. Because even if you rebuild the houses and buildings and facilities and provide all this new Uh, services, the trauma would still be there, no? So, meaning uh, economic trauma, that's one. It's not only about infrastructure that has been damaged, but even the internal psychological and economic trauma. So, my, my take on that is, I believe, and this has been the major 
component or the major factor why I'm running for Congress, it's because of the Malawi issue. I, I would want to have an institutionalized intervention for Malawi City, meaning to say all services by line agencies, the department has to have a dedicated funding specifically to rehabilitate the people and the economy in the local economy. So that's one part. Uh, okay, granting, that's, that, that, would, that would depend on how the Senate would uh, prioritize the compensation bill. Because I'm, af I'm afraid if the Senate uh, acts slowly on the compensation bill, as we are seeing today, sabing mga protracted masyado. And we've been, I think, for five years na. No, ang Marawi. Yes, matagal din siya na. sa house actually. Matagal, yes, matagal na. So I my fear is this might be this might the ninth congress my 19th congress might might inherit uh the compensation bill kung hindi papasa sa uh sa by January or by February. The latest would be March, no? Kasi that's election season eh and everybody would be busy campaigning. So, if, so, so, so far, what's the sentiment of the people in Marawi regarding this? Because we've spoken with the people there before. Marami nagtatampo dyan, di ba? Kasi sila ay nasiraan ng bahay, ng property, binomba yung lugar nila. Some of them, or a good number of them, are even uh, pinning the blame on government forces for using the, the, the bombs daw, di ba? Pero that's beside the point na ngayon. That's water on the bridge uh, nangyari na eh. No? Pero ngayon, ano yung sentiment nila? Sinabi mo, ha, 2017 nangyari to It's almost uh, uh, 40 years, di ba? So nagtatagal siya. Uh, uh, ano, uh, well, it's, it's valid talaga na maski sino naman, maiinip na. No? Uh, so the longer, it, the longer this issue takes, the more, e, the more you know, the bigger the resentment and disappointment and frustration that we would see uh, sa mga tao. Kasi, at ano naman is talaga, Christian, no? it's no joke to live outside of your place, no? your hometown, no? renting a space in Iligan City in Cagayan de Oro for quite for, for, for years now. Ang dami nga mga road accidents no? uh, na nangyayari na ngayon because those who, are, who were working were working in Marawi City prior to the siege and they need to move out uh, and they need to commute every now and then, every day. No? Uh, Andami ng mga road accidents, so it's it's really uh, agonizing to um, for for the IDPs like myself to wait for something that the government uh, promises you, you know, and expects that it would be over soon, and yet the issue now is we only hear that the compensation bill is under deliberation, you no, know? it's still being discussed, you no. Know? Uh, the, the issue now, the issue now is whether it is a priority for this government no? uh, the, uh, that the Marawi compensation bill uh, be finished no? uh, sooner than what we sooner than expected. Sabi nga nila is baka this year, no? ilang beses na actually, nainipasa na yan, twice na nainipasa na yan. And every time na nipapasa yan sa, sa, sa House and sa Senate, nagkakaiba-iba ng version uh, at uh, nagkakaroon ng substitute bills sa committee. So, uh, of course, frustrated ang tao. And you, you cannot blame that. You cannot blame them, no? If they are really that frustrated. But we are still hoping uh, that the compensation bill will uh, be passed uh, in this current Congress. No, I, I, I have no... Uh, well, I we we don't uh, actually. Wala kaming 
hinaing no sa aming mga sariling legislators from BARM because they actually push this even uh, while after no or, or the, immediately after the siege uh, was over uh, immediately our congressmen submitted the compensation bill and that was I guess four years ago mm-hmm. and they've been submitting this persons bill uh, for the past five years so para sa amin kailangan nga no na ma-activate talaga ang parliamentary uh, Bangsamoro parliamentary in and, and Congress uh, Legislative Forum so that we can prioritize uh, bills. If we have that, if we can activate that mechanism and perhaps in that platform, in that avenue, we can already discuss what make what are the priorities for the Bangsamoro people. And I believe compensation bill has been the topmost priority. Uh, ang Bangsamoro government ka, si Chief Minister, yun ang one of his major uh, priority, ang Marawi rehabilitation. Okay. Let's let's go to another priority of yours, very much related, no? So yung internally displaced uh, persons act, no? You yourself, mm-hmm. you're an IDP tama ba? Nawalan din kayo ng bahay sa Marawi, no? That's so, correct, oo. Ano yung magiging ano? Ano yung nilalaman nitong proposal ito, the IDP Act? Uh well, I think may napasa na sa Congress before, no, na IDP Act, but it did not uh prosper. Uh, so um, initially ang sa amin kasi ang concentration ng mga IDP sa amin sa amin sa, sa, sa Mindanao specifically in Muslim areas. Alam mo naman Christian kung ano yung yung migra- internal migration ng mga tao, no? Uh, in fact, uh, for the several for several years and even decades, ang daming hindi na nakakabalik sa amin. Uh, so I, I believe they have to be given access, no? Uh, they have to be treated like a separate well, for the lack for the lack of better term, a community na ang nangyari sa mga IDP sa dami na namin, no? And so they've been they should be given the the ready access uh, uh, for uh, for education and for livelihood, for example, no? Uh, the IDPs, uh, banks, commercial banks should at least be given, no? Uh, Tignan natin, explore natin possibility for microfinancing and loans. Kasi doon mo sila po pwedeng tulungan kung saan man sila pumunta kasi na-displace na sila. They were diaspora. Uh, if we make it as a national policy, then it would be easier for them uh, to at least start up no, with their lives by the government having a state policy to allow them uh, loan for microfinance for a very low interest. And that's one component. In the education, they also be given uh, at least on the display sila, the schools that they wanted to enroll, for example, the students, uh, they also be given uh, yung priority na maka-enroll sila, not necessarily private schools, but public schools, hindi na kinakailangan yung kanilang PR as long as they have the disaster yung identification that they are indeed uh, displaced so it's a continuation of their lives no uh, renting a space so um, i think those are the issues that we face no personally i face no i can i can put that into my experience i can translate that into a bill uh, but we have to uh, because of the pandemic we also need to take into con- the context of uh, the pandemic no uh, I think the previous version of the IDP Act that was passed in Congress, wala pa doon 
yung konteksto ng pandemya. So I, I think it's 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 a good way of also exploring that, no? Putting into context the pandemic. Because if you are an IDP Christian, you not only you do not also uh, you not do not only lose your properties, your you did that detachment from your community, but everything seems to be ano, uh, limited, no? Your access, your opportunity, no? Ganun yung na-experience namin. So ito, ano siya, parang big picture approach. Kasi yung inisip na iba pag IDP, hahanapan mo lang siya na matutuloyan. Eh. Ito, you're looking yes. at the whole component. The whole component. Kasi I've been an IDP for the past uh, four years. And I, I compare myself to others, I am fortunate that I can still rent a space. Mm-hmm. And again, then what, what about those who are... Alimbawa, yung mga IDP na mga government employees. Mm-hmm. At ang dami niyang ganyan eh. Ang daming mga teachers uh, na, 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 na dati, mga teachers sa Marawi, na nasiraan and they have to move out. They have to move out with their family. So imagine you have to report to classroom na wala namang classroom, saka magre-report. No? Mga ganong angle. And you also are raising, libawa, your family, your, your, your kids na doon nag-aaral kung saan ka nagtuturo. So everything seems to be lost. Uh-huh. Okay. Deputy Speaker Azia Alonto Adyong, maraming maraming salamat po for joining us tonight on the program. Maraming salamat, Christian. It's uh, always an honor and privilege to be in your show. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. After the fact, we'll be right back. <laughs> 